It might sound really weird that you can get mood issues from eating gluten, be like, what? You could get anxiety and depression from eating gluten. But let me describe how that can happen. So okay. gluten can cause some trauma to the gut lining and it can cause damage to zonulin, which then has regulation on our gut transporters. And it could cause widening of those gut transporters. And then there's certain foods that aren't supposed to get in there, get in there. This chronic inflammatory response can start to happen and that can mess with the neurotransmitters hanging out in the gut. But then these certain foods get into the gut or other constituents get into the gut through those gap junctions into the bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there, cause this chronic inflammatory response, which then causes inflammation in the brain, dysregulates the neurotransmitters in the brain and can lead to anxiety and depression. You're listening to the Integrative Medical Podcast with Dr. Jake, a licensed naturopathic doctor who will show you how to tap into your body's natural ability to heal your health issue and improve your symptoms quickly without harmful drugs or devastating surgeries. So pour some tea, get comfortable where you are, and enjoy this healing episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm Teresa. I'm a mom. I'm a health nut and wife to a cancer fighter. And I'm here with Dr. Jake for a very unconventional episode of Integrative Medica. Dr. Jake is actually here with me today, and you are going to be listening to my diagnosis. I've actually come to him with a number of symptoms that I've been struggling with, and you're going to be able to look over our shoulders and get to witness what it's like to be one of his patients and go through some testing and figuring out what is wrong with me. Dr. Jake, are you excited as I am about this session? Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. I, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to really talk about your case and figure out what's going on. Wonderful. So let's discover what my problem is. I want to first share with the audience what my symptoms have been. So last year, I have been struggling tremendously with fatigue. Um, around 10 o'clock in the morning, I start to feel very foggy headed, kind of have a hard time concentrating. Then I have, and then I'll start to feel a little bit better around lunchtime. And then I'll feel again around two o'clock. I start to feel just again, foggy headed, disoriented, struggle, struggling with memory. And then especially after dinner, like after dinner, just a huge crash very difficult time uh, to have any energy to do anything. And then I get this second wind right before bed. And then it's hard for me to actually like fall asleep. Once I do, I feel fine and I do sleep well, but then the cycle begins the next day. In addition to that type of up and down fatigue and foggy headedness, I've been dealing with some memory loss, depression, and kind of messed up menstrual cycle. And also I think that's it. Memory, depression, oh, lack of motivation. Uh, I am typically a really high performance type of person um, and I just get things done and I like to and I want to do things like working out and, you know, writing or, or whatever the things that I like to do. But over the last year, I've really lacked a lot of motivation to do any of that. And so I just haven't really felt like myself. And so I finally came to Dr. Jake and said, listen, <laughs> I need some help. So I shared with him all of my symptoms, and we're going to walk you through today what his initial uh, suspicions were, some tests that he ran to just dial in and just kind of confirm some things or rule out some other issues that could be happening, and then get to hear my diagnosis and a protocol. So 
I'm excited. Now, the first thing I want to make sure and clarify though, that even though you get to listen to my diagnosis and get to experience with me, what has been going on, this is not your diagnosis, right? This is just a podcast. Dr. Jake, can you expand on that? Yeah. So this is only Teresa's diagnosis. This isn't a treatment plan for you. So each individual is treated individually. So um, if you want to get a treatment plan for you, give us a call at 801-676-9876 or visit our website at integrativemedica.com and set up a visit with us. All right. Wonderful. So on that initial call, Dr. Jake, I shared with you all that I just shared with our audience. What were your initial suspicions based on what I was telling you and what tests did you decide to run? Yeah, so based on a lot of the symptoms you were presenting with, the fatigue, the brain fog, the increase of energy at nighttime, that was leading me towards, okay, very likely she's dealing with some type of adrenal fatigue. So I needed to order some testing to be able to identify that. I also wanted to rule out if there was any type of thyroid thing going on. Because her symptoms look like that could be a piece too. So we ordered detailed thyroid panel, TSH, free T3, free T4, reverse T3, autoimmune antibodies. We also wanted to look at her sex hormones because that could be a cause of what she's dealing with too. So I looked at her estrogen, progesterone, DHA, and testosterone. When we got all those labs back, there were some... Uh, issues going on. Do you want me to keep on going, Teresa? Or do you want well, to you know, I want to pause there for a second. When, you know, when I, when I came to him, I was thinking I was just an absolute wreck. I was like, I must have hormone imbalance. I must have a thyroid imbalance. I, I didn't even know about adrenal fatigue. So I, I did, that wasn't on my radar, but I was coming to him thinking, okay, I probably am suffering from depression. He's probably going to prescribe me some sort of antidepressant or like do something, you know, to try to help with my serotonin or dopamine or something like that. I'm assuming I'm going to need to get on some sort of, you know, bioidentical hormones because I've got hormone issues, medication. I must be a huge wreck. And then when he told me on that initial phone call that adrenal could, fatigue could be the root of all of that, my menstrual issues, my depression, my lack of motivation, my fatigue, my, my memory loss. I was honestly like super relieved. I was like, wait, just one thing, one thing could be the issue. And so immediately I had mentioned to my mother, who is part of my health journey as well, because she has always leaned toward integrative type of medicine and, and holistic type of things. And she's had some adrenal issues. And so she immediately said to me, you know, hey, while you're waiting, while you're getting your tests done, while you're waiting for all of that to go through, try some bovine adrenal. That's what something that I take that could be helpful. And I started to take that during this interim period before we were able to get all of the testing done. And ladies and gentlemen, I was like a new woman. It was such an immediate change in me. I felt so much better. I felt happier. I felt more motivated. I felt more energized. And I didn't affect my sleep in any way. It wasn't like drinking caffeine. You know, it, it's not that same thing. And maybe a Dr. J can explain later why and how adrenals work and, and how caffeine can affect it and things like that. Right away, I was I started to become a believer. I'm like, okay, I think Dr. Jake might be on to something. Um, so I eagerly waited for my results uh, to find out, you know, what other things could be happening. And Dr. Jake, now you get to tell me. What is going on with me? What have you discovered? What is not the problem? What is the problem? Why, why do you think I have adrenal fatigue? All of the above. 
So based on some of our previous testing, uh, I was able to uh, confirm that you do have adrenal fatigue. So that's something we still want to continue doing for you. So the bovine adrenal is really great. We looked at the thyroid. I thought maybe there was a thyroid thing going on, but that's definitely not a piece at all. TSH looked good. Pre-T3, pre-T4 all looked good. Reverse T3 looked good. Her sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone all looked good. One thing that I saw that was really low was her DHEA. Uh, again, that's another adrenal thing. So when you're stressed out of your mind all the time, the DHEA is going to get really low. And DHEA is a precursor hormone for all our hormones, estrogen, progesterone, cortisol, etc. A big one is the cortisol production. She was getting way too depleted of her cortisol and DHEA was getting really low. So what we need to do is we need to give her some bovine adrenal to boost those uh, cortisol, but also we need to give her some DHEA to help support her adrenal glands also based on the labs that I see here. Her testosterone slightly low, but nothing of too concern. I think if we get the adrenal glands under control, the testosterone will start to improve itself when we get, because cortisol will affect all hormones. When the cortisol and DHA is out of whack, it messes with all the other hormones. So when we get that under control, we're able to get those hormones working better. And if we, and I don't feel like we really need to do anything about that right now because we just need to work on healing up the adrenal glands. So that's what we want to do there. We want to uh, increase DHEA. Since you already feel good on the bovine adrenal, we're going to keep on doing that. Uh, also, since you're talking about that you get uh, wired at night, are you still getting wired at night with taking the bovine adrenal? No, no, I definitely don't feel okay. wired at night. I do find that I'm trying to like go to bed earlier because uh, usually my usual routine prior to everything was that I would like stay up till 11 scrolling on my phone or reading something to and try to fall asleep to like reading something on my phone. Like that's kind of my bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm trying to like, just be better about, you know, blue light and that kind of a thing and, and trying to go to bed earlier and prepare my, my body for sleep. One thing that I'm still struggling with is that I do, I, I have an aura ring, so it tracks my sleep and it does say that I toss and turn all night. And I do know that I wake up multiple times in the night and I, I'll, I'll move or, you know, and so forth. Every once in a while I'll have a good night. And typically it's if I wait till 11 to go to sleep and then just crash and I'm just so tired. But if I try to go to bed at a decent time, like 930 and like lay there and try to like let sleep just come, I toss and turn all night. I don't well, know. When you if go that's to bed too early, early, it's worse. Yes. Even though. And if you go to bed more like 1030, it's better. Yeah. But then I don't get enough sleep. Cause then I still wake up at six 30. Like if I want to have eight or nine hours of sleep, I need to go a little bit earlier and I feel better in the morning. Like I feel more rested cause I slept longer, but, I, but I do wake up more. I don't know if that's anything to do with my adrenal fatigue. Definitely could be a piece there that uh, there's a flip flop of your adrenal glands. You're producing uh, too much at night and too little in the morning. So I was thinking of maybe uh, giving you something called calm CP, which is a product that helps block your cortisol production at nighttime to see if that helps at all with uh, your sleep. So that would be a trial I would do for like a month and see if there's any improvements okay. with that at all. There's some things that we can do to help balance out the neurotransmitters too. There might be too much excitement going on in the brain, like the serotonin and things like that. These are things that we haven't looked into yet. There's some tests that uh, Teresa hasn't done. She's doing some gut profiles and she's doing some toxic profiles. I think we did talk about potentially doing a neurotransmitter test, but I don't love those tests. They're decent, 
but they're not perfect. So uh, there's probably still some, maybe some imbalances in the neurotransmitters that we still need to balance out and maybe giving some uh, as, as magnesium that crosses the blood brain barrier, like Optimagneuro can really help calm the brain down at nighttime. Wonderful. And I know that for me, like, and I, I think we can talk a little bit about it for the, our, our audience is like, why, why do I have what's likely the cause of my adrenal fatigue? And I know that there's a number of different possible causes, but you and I talked about it. So what do you, what do you think for our audience? Yeah, like, the main cause here, there's, there's multiple causes, but the main cause for you and really the main cause for majority of people is just a really stressful lifestyle that goes on for a long time. It's like someone's running away from the bear and keeps on running away from the bear. It doesn't stop. And then the adrenal glands stop. They're the ones that are producing the cortisol and keeping you from, from the bear. But over time, your adrenal glands are going to be like, I can't keep on doing this. You're never chilling out. So then the adrenal glands start shutting down and not making enough cortisol. Then that's going to affect how your energy, your focus, your concentration, your memory, uh, all your hormones is going to affect your inflammation. So uh, blood sugar regulation, a lot of things start getting out of whack when your cortisol production starts uh, not working appropriately. So here's so, my, my question to you based on like what I know about my, my life. So the, the last year has been where it's been really bad. And for the audience sake, I have been under a tremendous amount of stress over this last year. My husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer one year ago. Obviously that alone can be enough. In addition to that, we, we moved from out of state. So we moved you know, to a different state. So you got moving, buying a home, husband's diagnosis. I also have four children. We've got COVID, you know, that's impacting the world and all the political strife that, you know, that's going out there that can impact our our stress. Plus we own our own business. Uh, I am in charge of the sales. So there's, uh, you know, stressfulness as far as, you know, making sure that there's income coming into the business and so forth. So there was a lot of different factors coming in. But I look back at this, Dr. Jig, and this is my question to you. When I look back over the course of my life, even though the last year has been when I've really been feeling these symptoms, if I were to look back over the last, I don't know, even like 10 or 15 years, I have always struggled with the after dinner, that, that, that after dinner crash, just that part where it's like six, like we eat dinner at six o'clock. I am just out of it. I can't concentrate. I'm having a hard time engaging in conversation. I lack complete motivation to do anything. I just want to sit there. And I've always struggled with that. Even in my twenties, I remember doing after evening events with other teachers. I used to be a teacher and other teachers who were older than me on it, just on it, like witty and smart. And I remember we were coaching a program where we had like teenagers doing trivia and they had to answer these questions. It would be like these evening uh, events, like these competitions. And the teachers that I were with were like, oh, this is the answer. This is the answer. And I'm sitting there going, what? Like, what, what was the question again? Like, and I remember one woman, a teacher friend of mine, who was like in her 60s, look at me and go, are you okay? And me going, I, I never even thought that there was anything wrong with me. It was more of like, oh, could there be an issue? Like, why am I in my, why am I 25, 26 years old? And I'm not with it like this six-year-old woman in the evening time. So I'm wondering, could I have had the beginnings of stages of adrenal fatigue then and that it just took 10, 15 years for uh, this big stressful event to just knock me into a, a higher level adrenal fatigue that brought me to this situation? Yeah, the, there's definitely a piece there, but uh, it's worse after you eat, right? If you don't eat, it's not as bad. It's not as bad if I don't eat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's probably some type of uh, blood sugar dysregulation, also probably some type of food sensitivity and gut stuff going on. 
that's related to that. So yeah, it's likely related that the beginnings of the adrenal issues were happening and you are not producing a good amount of cortisol in the evening time, but also that, that could be all dysregulated because of the food sensitivities that you may have had or the inflammation in the gut causing some chronic inflammation, which is then affecting the cortisol too and making you feel that way. I think at that point, it was probably more gut issues than adrenal issues at that point. Interesting. Okay. And that's all the more reason why I think it'd be good for us to take a look at my, my, my gut panel yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. We so we um, now I have some questions about my, my hormones. You say that my hormones look good, uh, uh, not the testosterone mm -hmm. and the DHEA, but my progesterone and my estrogen. Mm -hmm. On uh -huh. the spectrum of normality, where am I? And am I, am I good for a 41 year old woman or am I good for any woman? Like where am I in that spectrum? You're great for a 41 year old woman. Your estrogen slightly low for a 20 year old woman, but I don't think you would really want your estrogen to be like you're a 20 year old woman right now. So, uh, it's in a good range. And when I put people on bioidentical hormones, where you're at right now is the perfect range I like to put them. So you're at a really good range in your estrogen and your progesterone's at a nine. Uh, perfect is 10. You're really close to that. Things, things are looking really good there. So your estrogen and progesterone look really good, really balanced. No, they're not really off, like not way too much estrogen compared to progesterone or anything like that. So, uh, so it, would it, it be good. wise then to, if I'm at optimal range for 41 now, if I want to stay here, would it be good for me like once a year to get a hormone panel to just make sure that I'm still in that, in that range? Yeah. Um, and then mm -hmm. is so once a year would be a good time. Yeah, frame? Once a year, just checking your hormones is great to make sure it's still staying there and we can monitor it. Yeah. Okay, great. Cause yes, I don't think I want to be at a 20 year old woman, but I think I'd like to stay at a 40, like yeah. for long-term, yeah. <laughs> long-term yeah. would be good. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then as far as my testosterone goes, you said that it was, it was a little low how how might that be affecting how i'm feeling what is testosterone so testosterone is needed for concentration focus energy stamina libido things like that so testosterone is related to a lot of these things but when you have such a low dhea it's going to affect your testosterone so boosting up your dhea level getting your adrenal glands working your testosterone is going to start building itself up naturally i expect so that's why i wouldn't do something specifically to boost your testosterone right now, because I'm thinking just helping those specific areas are going to help your testosterone be better. Okay. That makes sense. All right. So then moving on to the thyroid, you looked at that, everything looked decent. I <clears throat> recall you mentioning something to me about my T3 not converting to T4, possibly uh, having some issue with that. Can you expand a little on what, what you noticed and, and, and what- Yeah. You so Number wise, things were looking pretty decent, but when you look at how much T4 there is compared to T3, you're making too much T4 compared to your T3. Not telling me that I need to give you some T3 because it's not that bad, but there's a conversion issue going on and I want to help support that. So that's why I wanted to give you a supplement called thyroid support that has several selenium and iodine and things like that to help support that conversion, the T4 to T3, and that will help your thyroid work work better. Now with something as mild as that, like a T3, not mm -hmm. converting to T4, what might, what kind of symptoms might that be contributing to? A lot of the symptoms are going to look a lot like cortisol issues, thyroid issues and cortisol issues many times can look as very similar. 
fatigue, brain fog, feeling cold, maybe feeling constipated, dry skin, headaches. A lot. Of, uh, so those are some quick things that can be related to thyroid issues. But big ones that people notice most quickly are the brain fog, fatigue, and lethargy. Okay. That makes sense. All right. Did we miss anything? Is there anything else uh, on the list as far as my treatment plan? So we did prescribe some things to help decrease some of your stress and anxiety. So I did, I said, I wanted to do the Optimag Neuro. I talked about that just earlier, but that's something we wanted to give you to help balance out those uh, neurotransmitters in your brain to calm that brain down at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Also, I was thinking that there was likely some uh, mitochondrial issues uh, going on based on a lot of the symptoms that you presented to me. So I wanted to give you some acetyl carnitine and glutathione to help support the mitochondria. So acetyl carnitine helps transfer the fatty acids into the uh, mitochondria. Uh, so it helps get the mitochondria working. And then glutathione is a great healer of the mitochondria, decreasing that oxidative stress on there. So this is to help get those mitochondria working again. When you get this chronic inflammatory state that can happen from adrenal issues, your mitochondria can start work, uh, slowing down. So you could get all the adrenal glands working better, but then the mitochondria and your cells aren't working as good. You could feel a little bit better, but not all there. So I wanted to give some uh, mitochondrial support so you could get feeling uh, optimal. Wonderful. And then uh, some things that we're missing right now that are big pieces is I know there's some gut stuff going on, but we're going to do some testing so we know exactly what is going on before we prescribe something. There's maybe some toxic burden too, and you're going to do some testing on that. And probably in a future episode, we're going to talk about that. And you know, already that I, I already know things are going to show up because uh, I, I have definitely noticed over the course of my life that I, I feel, I don't feel well after I eat gluten. I, it actually affects me mentally. Like if I, and so I, I live a very low gluten lifestyle as it is. Um, every once in a while I'll have a cheat, you know, I, I'm not, I don't have celiac, so I, I can kind of get away with a little bit. But if I if I go three days on a gluten binge, right, like just quesadillas and pasta and bread and, you know, you name it, within three days, I get severe anxiety and severe depression. Like I've had some pretty dark thoughts after being on it. And then I, I discovered that I, it was like kind of a backstory on how I discovered that, but then I started testing it. It's like, is that, is that, could that be it? And then getting off gluten and noticing I felt better and then trying it back on and noticing again, the depression and the anxiety would increase. So I, I definitely think there's something going on with uh, like a histamine and my neurotransmitters affecting that. And my son has that too. So there's some sort of thing happening in our genetics when it comes to gluten and then dairy, dairy really messes me up. It really messes me up. And I do, it's, it's, you know, it's hard American lifestyle to like not, not eat dairy a hundred percent. I used to be really good at it and I used to not eat dairy. I went like two years of like solid, no dairy, but I got to admit Dr. Jake this last year with all the stress that we've been under, there's a lot of comfort in eating, like mm-hmm. eating some mac and cheese or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just, yeah. it's soul food, right? So I haven't mm-hmm. been as good uh, this last year with staying off of dairy. And so mm-hmm. I'm sure that that has uh, been part of it. And I'm interested to see what the uh, the gut panel shows as well as the toxin. Yeah. So sound, for me? Sorry. I just wanted to go back. It might sound really weird that you can get mood issues from eating gluten. Be like, what? You could get anxiety and depression from eating gluten. But let me describe how that can happen. So gluten can cause some trauma to the gut lining and it can cause damage to zonulin, which then has regulation on our gut transporters. 
and it could cause widening of those gut transporters. And then there's certain foods that aren't supposed to get in there, get in there. This chronic inflammatory response can start to happen and that can mess with the neurotransmitters hanging out in the gut. But then these certain foods get into the gut or other constituents get into the gut through those gap junctions into the bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there, cause this chronic inflammatory response, which then causes inflammation in the brain, dysregulates the neurotransmitters in the brain and can lead to anxiety and depression. Also the dysregulation of neurotransmitters in the gut then can cause dysregulation of neurotransmitters in the brain and can lead to anxiety and depression. So yes, food can definitely be a big piece for psychological disorders. And I, whenever someone comes into me with some psychological disorders, I'm always looking at the gut piece. It's a big piece. It's not, it's not usually just the brain. There's other things going on. And that's fascinating to me. And I, I do recall hearing that uh, or reading that serotonin is, is it made in the gut? But yeah, there's like something serotonin that's happening. Serotonin mm-hmm. is actually in the gut. So if this, this inflamed yeah. state, it can't even make yeah. the serotonin to bring to the brain. Uh, and so it seems like it's like this vicious cycle because then what happens? You feel anxious, you feel depressed. Mm-hmm. What do we do? We go to our comforts. We go to our, you know, the things that we, that they make us feel better, which oftentimes can be yeah. food related. We eat those foods that contribute to the yeah. problem. And it's like this vicious cycle that we get trapped yeah. in. Okay. Yeah. So we know I need to get back onto my, my dairy-free, gluten-free lifestyle, most likely just yeah. based on mm-hmm. my symptoms. Even without the test. Any suggestions for me on managing my stress levels in my I mean, I can't change my life, Dr. Jake. I have a husband with cancer. I have a business. I have kids. What can, so it's what not changing your life, even though there's some things that might need to be changed to help decrease your stress. But really the big thing I see is you need to decide if you can change your mindset on certain things. So many times people can live a very stressful life and not be stressed at all because it's how they view their stress. Some people ruminate on the problems that they have in their lives or other people don't and they like what they do. Your viewpoint and how you see things is going to greatly affect your your stressful lifestyle. And also finding certain times to spend some time for yourself is very important. Even though like, I can't do that, you got to do it because you're not going to be able to calm down if you don't find any time for yourself and do things that you really love and enjoy to just have these moments that will just chill out. So... Those are some recommendations I have. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And for the audience sake, since he told me that I had adrenal fatigue and it's had me really face and recognize, okay, what can I do, you know, and, and how do I manage my stress as well? So some of the things that I have been trying to do since Dr. Jake initially shared his suspicions is I did get an aura ring and that has been helpful because it it does tell me like what my heart rate's at and like how my sleep levels are at. And so I'm trying to work on my sleep. Um, but one of the things that I've been reading up on to like help manage that is breathing exercises. So I've been multiple times in the day, I'm trying to remember, I need to set my alarm sometimes to remind myself, but like to pause and to take about three to 10 deep breaths through my nose long mm-hmm. and then blow it out through my nose rather quickly to try to just, just calm myself down. And I have an Apple watch and I, I do, I do notice cause it'll check my, my heart rate during those exercises that I can lower my heart rate by about 10 beats per minute just by doing that exercise. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to do that. And since getting on the bovine adrenal, I've increased my motivation to do things that 
used to bring me joy and that when I got trapped in that mm-hmm. crazy cycle was no I didn't have the motivation to do it and so I you know that kind of a thing I have been starting to do a little exercise in the morning and so that's been helpful as well um taking walks and and that's been helping me feel better as well so, so those are some of the things I'm trying to do to just take care of myself and to de-stress and I'm, I am starting to feel better is this something I'm gonna have to live the rest of my life with Dr. Jake, or can I be healed of this adrenal fatigue? You definitely can be healed of adrenal fatigue, but if you continue to live a really stressful lifestyle and you stop doing some of the things that you're discussing, like the deep breathing, those are some things I left out. Deep breathing exercises, exercise, meditation, these type of things, uh, thinking positively, all these things. If you don't, if you stop doing those things, the adrenal fatigue will come back. But if you start dealing with your stress well, keep treating your adrenal glands, giving them a good nourishment, you will never deal with adrenal fatigue again. But let's say you go off the bandwagon and you start getting really stressed and you stop doing your breathing exercises, not exercising, et cetera. Yeah. The adrenal fatigue will likely come back. So yeah, it is curable, but it's not like you can stop doing a good lifestyle. So would it be good like to test things like, I don't know, every few months or once a year where I get off of these supplements, this bovine adrenal, the thyroid support or any of that, and to see how I feel or what would you recommend as far as like testing it to see if I've been healed? So yeah, I do that all the time. So usually I keep people on these adrenal supplements and all the other supplements for about six months. And then uh, if they're still feeling uh, feeling good at that point, I start weaning them off of some of the supplements. They do it one at a time and okay. see how they feel. And if they get off all the supplements and they're feeling great, good. Your lifestyle changes. You don't need any supplements anymore. Wonderful. Well, I'm and looking forward to that. Again, we still need to continue it. So it's all playing around with it. That makes sense to me. All right. Well, thank you so much. When So am I supposed to follow up with you then? Obviously with the, the gut panel and so forth. Other than that, six months. From now, we recheck some things and we t- get off some of the subs and we see how things go. Is that the, the follow-up yeah, plan? Yeah, and if you start going backwards, you let me know and we make some modifications from there. But yeah, what we're waiting for right now to get the full protocol done is uh, checking out your gut and some of the toxic profiles that we, we've ordered for you. Wonderful. And I think we should make another episode on that and talk about what we find. I'm sure it'll be mm-hmm. very helpful to our audience. So thank you so much, Dr. Jake, for helping me out today and for your time today. Yeah. And if you want to visit uh, Dr. Jake and talk with him about your health journey, Dr. Jake, can you reiterate um, how people can find you? Yeah. So if you're interested on uh, figuring out what's going on with you and finding out the true cause of your symptoms, uh, you could visit our website, integrativemedica.com. Find our phone number, give my receptionist a call, and you can set up a visit with me or some of my great uh, associates. Wonderful. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Hey, Dr. Jake, thank you for your time today. And if you enjoyed the show, then do us a favor and leave a review. It helps more people to find the show, which could save their life. And remember, this is a podcast and should not replace personalized attention from a medical professional like Dr. Jake. If you or someone you know has been diagnosed with an autoimmune disorder, cancer of any stage, or a life-changing illness, visit our website today and schedule a virtual appointment with one of our doctors who can lead you to a treatment plan in your area. That's integrativemedica.com. Integrative, M-E-D-I-C-A.com. Thank you for listening to the Integrative Medica podcast with Dr. Jake. To hear past episodes and get alerts for the future, subscribe 
subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and be sure to follow us on YouTube as well. Just search for Integrative Medica with Dr. Jake.